This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Nidell, and today I have an incredibly special guest with me, live from Florida, Dr. Joseph Arena. Doc, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm really happy to be here, uh, ready to share some valuable information for your followers. Well, I think that's an understatement, so I, I got to ask right away. Right there's, I start every interview with a, one of those impactful smack-in-the-mouth questions. Yeah. Doc, I know there's toxins literally everywhere. Everywhere in the environment, everywhere in the households, everywhere, like literally everywhere we go, we are bombarded with toxins. What are the top three toxins that I have inside my environment? What do I do about them? So the, the, you definitely nailed it with that. I think this day and age is 2019. The fact that we as humans interact with 77,000 chemicals, man-made chemicals that we know of that we've counted daily. So from waking up, uh, depending on what laundry detergents you're using in your sheets to walking into the bathroom and what toiletries you're using, what you're putting in your mouth, on your skin, all of these things are great avenues and variables for toxic load. And toxic load being something, the amount of toxins your body's pulling in. So if you can, you know, we always talk about detoxification, uh, you know, doc, how do I detoxify? I want a liver detox and this detox. Well, how about not toxic? You know, how about not toxifying yourself and then it's a lot easier I use this analogy, if, if you're brushing your teeth with mud, I can't a- ask you to add a toothpaste, I'm gonna say, let's remove the mud. Yeah, yeah, so, so I mean, I, I, know from our, I know from our conversation, like one of the things that I was truly floored by, right, there was this whole push in the late 90s, early 2000s, getting rid of what, PBA plastics or whatever the right, you, you would know the right analogy, yeah. but yeah. if you remove certain type of plastic, then plastic is good, but that's not oh, yeah. really, true right like that's, that's a that's, great great thing to bring up you see um you see cans and and plastics with this bpa free and that's just like seeing gluten free on something you just want to go buy it but if something doesn't have uh for instance gluten is found in oat rye and barley so if something like a hot dog there shouldn't be any oat rye or barley anyways it's just big parts so gluten-free hot dogs just mean hot dogs right so these are these buzzwords so it's very hard to um to know what's right and what's wrong and as far as bpa um, BPA is bisphenol A. That's one of a million, you know, chemicals that are in plastics that make them from a hard plastic, which is how plastic should be, to a soft, pliable plastic. So, you know, seeing something like these buzzwords, BPA-free, or you know, even non-GMO labeling on foods that are not GMO, it's really, and that's why I created my page, Instagram pages, page, you know, to to help you guys weed through the misinformation because it's so plentiful. Well, you brought up something, Doc. What is your what is your Instagram, Facebook page? How do my listeners connect with you? Yes, yeah, so my Instagram and Facebook, they're both exactly my name, how it reads. You know, on Instagram, there's no spaces, so it's just Dr. Dr. Joseph Arena. And on Facebook, it's Dr. Joseph A. Arena. Um, but those are my two main platforms, and my, my website's getting ready to go right now. It's going to be like a, we're working on a subscription-based website to bring you guys the best supplements and all the the best information that you can all kind of refer to and just spread, you know, as far and wide as you possibly can. Because as you know, Ryan, uh, you and your wife and your family live that lifestyle. Let's locate what are the best things we can do to increase our human experience. Why not? You know, we're going to, you know, five years is going to come, you know, two years, t- 10 days is going to come. So let's start right now and just start to locate and omit these toxins and just try to enhance our lives and the people around us by doing so. And the earth, of course. Well, absolutely. And I couldn't help but notice as we started this interview, you you put a bottle up to your mouth to drink some water, but inev- it was not a plastic bottle. It was this is this is a glass bottle exactly. And I, uh, so, just a quick tip for the people watching: this is a glass bottle, and of course, glass is not easy to carry around. But wh- 
what's more important, a bottle breaking or poisoning yourself? You know, that's why I tell people you can clean up a bottle, but when you're when you're toxifying your cells daily, these are things you can't just clean up regularly. It's not something you can even see. So this is a glass bottle, of course, it's a dollar from Ikea. It's got a really cool flip top. You can't lose the top to it. These rubber bands are for grip. And so when they hit my other bottles, they don't break. So there's a quick little tip for you guys. But yeah, so that's that's just the thing. You, you know, what do you do the most? You drink water, you breathe air, and you eat food, right? Mm -hmm. Start there. Start digging into your food, air, and water, seeing what's toxic, what's not, what you can add in, what you can take out. And I always tell people this, my patients, my friends, my family, just do what you can with what you have. One step at a time. That's it. Yeah, so talk, talk to me about water. Like, I, I go back and forth with the fluoride, right? Like, the studies that show fluoride is not necessary, and that's kind of a governmental control thing. Like, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I, I openly Both. admit that, like, detoxifying or yeah. decalcifying my penile gland, like, I like a connection to a higher power. Like, I try to eliminate fluoride yeah. like it's a plague. I own it. I love that about myself. I don't apologize for it. But what's the, what's the deal with water? Like, what's your take on that? Yes. So water, remember, let's start with this. Water is life, right? Water is, your body's made of water more than 80%. The earth is made more than 80%. I mean, it's all harmonious. Everything, you know, we're the only planets, that Goldilocks theory, that's just the, the right distance away from the sun to where we're not um, burning up and not too far away, but we're not frozen. So the water is liquid and there is life. So water is one of the main things we really have to focus on, and I'm so glad you brought it up. And it's been something that I hear all the time. This is a main concern, and it should be, because let's go to fluoride. Fluoride is not, fluoride, fluorine is a naturally occurring, uh, occurring molecule in the earth, but it turns to fluoride when it hits water and that becomes a neurotoxin. And this is actually a byproduct, a spill off of fertilizer. And, you know, again, I'm not maybe a conspiracy theorist because I don't, I feel like there's a stigma attached to that, but I'm like you, man, dig, ask questions. Don't just take somebody else's answer. You have to, if it doesn't make sense to you and who you are, then continue to ask because we, we all have that right. So... Yes, fluoride is something that is neurotoxic that can actually, to bring on your point, which is uh, awesome that you even know that, calcification of the pineal gland is what fluoridation of the water does. And it's also something, not to, you know, I hate bringing this up, but Hitler used in his concentration camps. He gassed um, um, the, the entire camp with fluoride. It's a neurotoxin. It kind of dulls your neurological functioning. And um, another one as a great example is uh, Prozac, is a very common drug prescribed for depression, anxiety. Uh, it's it's um, a biological name, if you will, is fluoxetine, main ingredient, fluoride. So it all points right back to fluoride is not something that, you know, should be find, found in high amounts. And in one eight ounce glass of water, you're going to find points, uh, 0.5 milligrams. Um, in one bead of toothpaste, you're going to find one pea-sized bead, 0.3 milligrams. And they tell you that if you swallow that to call the CDC, the, you know, the cancer, um, I'm sorry, the Center for Disease Control, CDC. Well, why don't they tell you if you drink two glasses of water? Because now you've just exceeded the allotment. So where's this gray area in this? And it's all, to me, my personal um, opinion is money. We can we can buy information and we can hide information with money. So uh, people, you're listening to this. You guys need to go, you know, every single one of you need to go and locate the best source of water filtration now. Um, let's talk about them. So there's RO, reverse osmosis. It's that's one of the ones that you can ensure is removing every single particulate other than hydrogen and oxygen from the water, um, which is great. But at the same time, it's removing trace minerals. So you want to go ahead and make sure you find a nice trace mineral supplement. Um, I also have a dispensary on my Instagram page, which is linked through the bio, and it's a doctor, um, basically a doctor hub for um, supplements, which are all non-counterfeit 
void of heavy metals. You know, there's this huge movement going on where people will buy supplements, um, empty them, and sell them on Amazon. So there's like this, you know, huge like uproar of counterfeited, you know, glutathione and, and you know, it's full of asparagus powder. And you just got to be really careful where you're getting this stuff. But um, if you go on to my Dr. Joseph Arena um, on uh, Instagram, click on the link tree, Dr. Joseph Spencery, and you can kind of uh, find these these things I'm speaking about. So trace minerals will be there, 30 bucks. You got a 18 ounce bottle. You put a teaspoon in each, you know, maybe five or four gallon jug and you're good to go. You got trace minerals back. Um, my personal favorite, I'm all into uh, survival in a sense. So if I ever have to take my family and run, I'm not going to be able to detach my RO system and this and that. You know, I have life straws and things like that, but I want something bigger. So <clears throat> I re highly, highly recommend this company. They're called Berkey, uh, B-E-R-K-E-Y, Berkey Filters. They make a great product. Um, their black standard black filter filters out 99.9% .9 of everything. Um, uh, the only thing they don't filter out are nitrates, which... Um, I'm sorry, nitrites, which kind of, they act a little bit like a mineral, so it's hard for them to get that out, but it removes 95%. But this is the best water filter you're going to find. This is something that um, you can purchase for your family, and you can wash your vegetables, you can cook your rice, you can drink, of course, right from the spigot. Um, pretty affordable compared, you know, per gallon when you're comparing to RO systems. But I'm so glad we've kind of found, you know, we had no script for this, and we found our way to water, which is the most important. And, um, Berkey is a great way to go, or an RO system. Either one of those are really good. So, what's your take on like Kagan water? Kagan water, like the the high pH. Like I, I the science behind it obviously is, in my opinion, a little controversial. Between as you digest it, is it really altering your pH levels? Right. At what point do you break down the stomach acidity? Like, how does that work right. from where you sit? It's a great question. I'm, uh, these are really good questions. So, uh, pH. Everyone wants to talk pH, and they're like, okay, well, <clears throat> a lemon is acidic, and a you know. Um, a blackberry is acidic because they're acid by nature when they're outside of the body. However, when we're talking about pH, we're talking about inside the body. We're talking about what pH stands for, the, for those who don't know, uh, potential hydrogen. How many hydrogens is this molecule going to contribute to our pool? You know, the more hydrogens, the lower the pH, the more acidic. The less hydrogens, the higher the pH, the more alkaline. So getting to this point of um, drinking certain waters that are alkaline, you know, it goes back to the all water is organic, you know, and all um, hot dogs are gluten-free. You know, all water is alkaline. When it comes from the sky, it's alkaline, right? But that doesn't mean that we have to, like, source out other waters and make them alkaline. It just means rainwater is good. And here's where I'm going with this. Your, your, your stomach acid is about 1 to 2 pH. So if you're putting this, you know, 10 pH water into your stomach, most likely, you're, if you have stomach or strong and, and uh, adequate stomach acid, you're going to be neutralizing that right back to normal. And here's another thing that people don't realize. We talk about this acid um, base scale of 0 to 14, 7 being you know neutral. Well, I'm going to share some like really cool information with everybody. So in the body, um, there is acidosis and there's alkalosis. These are either getting too alkaline or getting too um, uh, acidic. So either too basic or too acidic. And... Let me just give you the ranges. For example, we know 14 is the basic, most basic you can get, and zero is the most acidic, right? And seven's in the middle, neutral. Well, our human, our body, our blood, and the, when we're talking about pH, neutral is 7.35 to 7.45. That's it. So if you're acidic, you're 7.35. You can't be any more acidic or you're dead or you're going to die. You know? So, and same with alkalosis or alkaline. You can't get any more than 7.45. So yeah, it's there's a there's truth to this. We can get a little bit more of the 
7.45 blood, which is very hard for cancer to thrive and very hard for inflammation to exist. But um, water, I don't think is, you just want clean water. You know, I'm not here to bust anybody's bubble, but at the same time, it's like, if it doesn't make sense, then it doesn't make sense, you know? So yeah, um, you know, water should be alkaline because when it comes from nature, it usually typically is, unless it's acid rain, which is a whole nother you know, process. But normally all water in nature is an alkaline water being a little bit more, you know, a little bit more alkaline than it is a city, but it wouldn't hurt. Like Kingan water is great, but as long as it's, I'm not too familiar. Is it a filtration system as well? So you can buy this. Yes. Kingan water is a filtration, filtration system that has the ability to increase the pH, you know, anywhere from, we'll say 2.3 to, I think the machine I have that's not hooked up, none of them matters, but I think it maxes out at like 10.4. It's kind of okay. the mass, you know, maximum amount of pH that's available. I know around here, like Whole Foods, they sell—I forget the name brand—but they sell pH-based water that's you know nine point four, nine point yeah. six. Essentia, Penta, yeah, a lot of good brands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's—it's cool. Like, yeah, if you're gonna buy uh, some water, but what I would do instead of buying Essentia or Penta, which are both in plastic bottles, yeah, they don't have BPA, but they have dioxins and phthalates, and I can sit here and write a list of everything else they have that is just as bad as BPA. So go and grab a glass bottle. There, there's two that I know of um, in Whole Foods. Only two, believe it or not. Boss used to be one. I think they did that for prestige, not for health, because now they're in plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, shame on you, Voss, if you're listening. You need to step your game up. But uh, the bottle, the companies are Mountain Valley Spring. That's a green bottle, and a and the other one is Star Key. That's a clear bottle with a red label. They're both found from 11,000 foot wells. Uh, one's in Idaho. One's in Arkansas just pure spring water and it's it's alkaline but why because it came from the earth not because we altered the ph through any sort of you know mechanism um our body has a way of what's called uh, you know adapting uh, and and just like when you eat herbs you can eat uh something like excuse me ashwagandha and it's an adaptogenic herb that can um help thyroid health for instance and uh what happens is you can take ashwagandha whether or not you have hyper or hypo and the reason that is is because herbs have an ability to adapt adaptogenic properties so they're they can kind of bring you back to neutral same thing when you ingest water your body's gonna bring it to where it needs to bring it before it could be what's called disassociated which means pulling the hydrogens and oxygens apart um which is truly even how the stomach acts in your in your in your stomach works it's hydrochloric acid so you have a hydrogen molecule a chlorine molecule excuse me chloride and they're separate and then when food comes they attach them they combine and they attack your food and basically they don't break it down. Um, they get it ready to be broken down by other enzymes in the what's called the duodenum, which is the first part of your small intestine. But your stomach basically has all these mechanisms of you know um, uh, neutralizing things as they come in. And same thing, if things are too acidic or too basic as they enter the small intestine, we also have, for instance, a sodium bicarbonate, a base pump um, that pumps right in there and kind of your body is constantly trying to survive. And I think drinking alkaline water is better than drinking acidic water. But I think the best thing that you all can do is get glass um, filtered or spring water and, and just drink as much of it as you possibly can. You know, and um, something to, to keep in mind is if the more you um, exercise, the more you, for instance, you talk for a living, you know, on podcasts, you are vaporizing fluid. You and I are both doing it right now. If we were talking up to the window, we'd be, you know, it'd be dripping by now. Mm-hmm. So it's important to hydrate. It's number one thing for overall health. Well, that I know I'm, I'm fixated on the water, but... I also have went down this rabbit hole of distilled water. Like if I'm going to buy water from a grocery store in a gallon, right, distilled versus mineral or spring water, I, I tend to empty that out and pour it in a glass, right, but it's convenient for me if I'm on the go to sure. stop and grab the gallon. 
there were all these things like don't drink distilled water because you rob your body of minerals and you're certainly going to end up with cramping and it, it dehydrates yeah. from the inside out. <clears throat> true or false? Um, well, then if it was true, which it, which it, it, well, false and true. So I'll explain. RO water is the same. RO water, you've removed every single um, particulate, every single precipitate, every single solute. So what's the difference between distilling water, which is turning into vapor and back to through condensation to water, or or getting an RO system? So no, I I think the worst thing with that would be that you're buying it in a plastic jug, but that's it. Other than that, distilled water is going to be a, a completely healthy water to drink. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad to know yeah. that uh, I'm, I'm not magically going to keel over and die tomorrow from drinking distilled water. That's good to hear. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> so, Doc, let's let's shift gears for a second and talk a little bit about a little more about you as a man, right? Like, sure. As you're listening to this, Doctor Joseph is not sitting in a white lab coat in a traditional setting, right? He's not he's not in some clinical practice. He's it looks like maybe in a Lululemon shirt or something comparable, like completely relaxed. Sitting, what right. I think is in your in your house, right? And although it's a Friday, and I know a lot of doctors don't work on Friday, that's not really that's not really you. What? what let's talk about you as a man. That's a great point to bring up. I mean, I, I the reason I got into all of this to begin with, I, I want to bring up a great point. The word doctor actually derived from the Latin word docere, which means to teach. So, all I am is a teacher. I'm, I don't look at myself as as some sort of prestigious person who holds the map to the to the universe and, and and holds your fate in my hand and says if you don't pay me i'm not going to give it to you um i did this because i have a mother i have you know sisters i have friends who i want to thrive and i as i grew up i had questions why why does fattening bad food taste so good and why do why do does kale taste so bad and and why is everybody sick so i um i knew i wanted to do whatever i could to help my friends my family and and, and everybody else you know, you are a father. You're you're a, a, a husband. You're a, um, you're all these things too. So when I'm sitting here helping myself and I'm um, talking all this, you know, health and I'm talking about toxins, how to avoid them, I'm not just helping myself and my family. I'm able to help everybody. So I wanted to do something to where if you remove these walls around me and you take off this Lululemon shirt and you you just take everything away from me, I have everything I need here to to. to you know, treat illness, to diagnose illness, to, to recognize if something's wrong with my family, something's wrong with myself or somebody else in my town or around me. So I wanted something that was applicable in, in nature, in the universe, um, uh, just something that I could take with me and, and something that I could do daily and that it brought something, you know, to me as well. So I am at my house. My stepson and my girlfriend are right outside the door. I, be- I hope they're still there. Um, if not, then I... Um, they're just running a quick errand, but yeah, I mean, I wanted to do something to where I can bring this information to people, but still, you know, to me, time is our greatest asset. You know, what we do with our time shows where our passion is, and time is also something we don't get back. It's it's always now. You know, the past and the and, and the present and, and the future. It's all just right now. So I'm that guy who just wants to live in the now, and I want anyone who wants to be here now with me to be here now with me, and we can talk about anything. So. That's what brought me here, and that's what led me down the path of being a non-allopathic doctor. I'm a functional medicine practitioner. I, I, I look at the environment, and I look at somebody as an individual for their biochemical, for their physiological glitches, you know, instead of just, um, you know, we, we have this traditional thinking locked into using substances, medications um, that, interfere with, that interfere with normal physiological functions, instead of just kind of removing things that could be causing these issues and getting to the root. So 
that's why I'm here and that's why I'm sitting here talking to you now because you found me. You know, I I didn't want to, you know, I want to do these things, but it's like this is outside my comfort zone. And, um, I, you know, it's just something that I would never have said no to either. So it's one of those things where I just feel like it's a calling of mine and uh, it's just who I am as a person. Um, just somebody who wants to teach others how to be the best version of themselves, and, you know, for them and for their families. So did you ever have any inclination of wanting to work inside a traditional hospital setting or is it always going to no. be something more naturopath, yeah. holistic? Yeah, I never wanted to be in a hospital, although I did, um, when I did my rounds um, in Atlanta, I worked in like this clinic and I, I thought I, it was an outreach clinic for um, uh, the unfortunate, for the homeless, and I just got a really good vibe there. But it was, it was very untraditional of like what a clinic would be. Um, but no, I never, I actually wanted to be a DO. I went to, you know, to down that path. I took my MCATs. I was all gung-ho and excited. And then I realized that it was just a pill pusher. Not all of them. You know, there are plenty of good DOs, plenty of great MDs. But I'm just talking about the curriculum. You know, I'm just talking about um, the way society set up as as just a removal, a, a instant healing and a removal of symptoms. And that's health when that is far from it. So, and you know, no, I, I, I never wanted to work in a hospital. I, I always wanted it to be personal, but now I'm even more so I, I go into patients' homes. Like if you're local to South Florida, I come to your home. I sit down with you and your family. And the first visit usually takes an hour and a half. I'll bring you to the grocery store. I'll cook with your family. I will, I'll help you create a meal plan for your dog. So these are things that I don't look away from. And I feel like disease, we all know that disease starts and stops in the gut, but the gut starts and stops in the kitchen, in the home, you know? So that's where I, that's my passion, going to patients' homes um, who want me there. Of course, I'm, I don't push it on anyone. I, I wanna be there because you want me there. And I don't judge, I don't criticize. I, you know, I try to do that in the best way possible, but I'm just there to help and to point out these toxic precursors, these, um, these avenues for toxins that people, they're just baffled. Like when I tell someone that they're feeding their child Roundup, you know, which is the most um, powerful carcinogen we have on the planet, um, after eating one bowl of Cheerios, standard Cheerios, your, your, your child is now in a complete state of inflammation and their gut is being riddled with a weed killer that your gut microbiome, which are your microbiome is the, the part of your gut that contains all your bacteria, all your microflora. Um, these are, this is your, uh, this is your immune system. This, this is directly connected to the way you think your uh, serotonin even is used and made in the gut, um, which acts in the brain. So we have to realize that everything's tied back to the gut. And when you're eating things like weed killers, especially a, a, a developing gastrointestinal tract, what do you expect to happen? You know, when we're seeing uh, after years and years of eating these foods, and then we, we bump that up to ch children with autism, for instance, and we look at the, the gut lining, they're almost, they're, they're very similar in presentation. You know, an autistic child, we have these things called microvilli in our gut. They look like hairs, basically, and we can absorb nutrients at every point of them. So in autistic ch children, they're really short. And we see that also in um, people who eat lots of processed foods, people who eat lots of artificial sweeteners, and especially in um, non-human studies, which were pigs, but they're very you know, similar uh, anatomically. And they show the, the same thing, massive inflammation from genetically modified foods, which we originally did so, so they would resist Roundup. So we, we genetically modified wheat and corn to begin with in the early 90s because Farmers were spraying, um, you know, these huge, huge, uh, huge crops. I mean, 2,000, 4,000 square miles, you know, of just wheat and corn. So by the time they were done spraying, they realized they were killing the corn as well as the weeds. And they couldn't have that, of course. So they went inside to the 
genome of you know, the the uh, the corn and wheat plant, and they they altered it to where it would not die in the presence of Roundup. Now, let me just share with you: they make a new Roundup that looks like a deodorant that you just click click at the bottom, and a little bit comes out. All you have to do is walk over to a weed and touch the leaf with it. That's it. Just touch the leaf, and you can walk away. In a couple of days, that weed, that weed, the entire weed from the ground in the roots to the top will be dead. And this is in our food. I mean, it's so there's just so much direct evidence. Um, John Hopkins University did a study of 117 pregnant women. They um, biopsied the the umbilical cords and found in 117 women out of 117 all had glyphosate, which is what Roundup is, glyphosate in their umbilical cords, as well as plastics and other heavy metals and things that we're basically spraying on our food supply. That's truly crazy. And, and Doc, you said some <laughs> things that are, are striking a chord with me. One of my issues with modern medicine is we seem to be hell-bent on treating the symptom instead of the cause, right? And I look at like the biggest, biggest offender to me in that from my current very base <laughs> level of understanding is antibiotics, right? Like as, as, a, as an 80s kid, right, it was you get sick, you go get penicillin, you get an antibiotic. Like it's just like that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the cure-alls. I'm just going to take antibiotics, take it for seven to ten days, take a natural course of antibiotics, and poof, you're, you're healed. Yep. That, that, that sets the groundwork for a bunch of crazy stuff that's going to go on inside your body. 100%. And, I mean, you're a very intelligent man, but you're not a doctor, right? And it, you, it's common sense. It's just it's so common that it's almost criminal that we could be prescribing antibiotics and especially like broad spectrum. In other words, ones that kill all sorts of different strains of bacteria because anti means against, bio means life. So antibiotics are just anti-life pills. So when you're taking these things, you're, the analogy I give is it's like bombing Baghdad instead of going in with our troops like we can do. We have the strength. We have the ability. We have the weapons. We have everything we need to go in and get the bad guys and leave all the good guys alone, right? So why can't, why can't the doctors sit down and spend time trying to figure out where these physio, physiological um, inadequacies are? And you remove those. So... A great analogy is this too. You know, you have a big, huge, uh, um, uh, a uh, wet spot on your roof. Medical doctors' standard antibiotic protocols is taking a can of paint, walking over to it, and just wiping it with paint. Now it dries and it's perfect, right? Everything's good. It appears to be fine. There's no um, uh, visible issues. Well, underneath, we know the problem is festering. It's getting worse, and maybe somebody will be sitting under there tomorrow, and the thing will fall on them, and you know, it could just be this snowball effect. So. Instead, functional medicine doctors like myself, um, also naturopath, any ND, naturopathic doctor, um, any holistic physician that's trained in functional medicine, which these days could be even a dentist, they're going to go up, and they, it's not common, but they, with their credentials as a post-grad doctor, they can go and go that route if they want and train. It's 200 hours of uh, up to 300 hours of nutrition training post-grad. But as that type of doctor, we get on a ladder. We buy a ladder, we step on the ladder, we walk up the ladder, we take the roof off, and we look inside. We see where is this coming from? Oh, it's coming from this pipe, or there's a hole in the roof, or you know what? Maybe the kid threw a water balloon, and there's no problem. So it's about spending the time to really <clears throat> identify where these things lie and to kind of dig into somebody's environment, their lifestyle. Because we know today that diet, lifestyle, and environment play a role in more than 90% of disease. And that genetics are something that can be turned off and on through environment. And the best thing that um, Dr. Bruce Lipton, he, this is called epigenetics. I encourage you all to go 
and uh, look into this. And what happens is we have histone proteins. These are just proteins on the outside of our DNA. I think we've all seen that kind of ladder that looks twisted. It's a, called a double helix. It's a, it's a DNA molecule. That is who you are. That's your blueprint. So what happens is you have these proteins on the outside that can attach and either allow the molecule to change or to stay how it is. It's the environment. And the analogy is this. You have two. Everybody says, um, I have diabetes. It's genetic. I have heart disease. It runs in my family. I have this autoimmune, autoimmune disease. Um, my mom had it. <clears throat> well, my mom used Filippo Berrio olive oil, so her mom used it too, and then I used it. So there's no genetic involvement there. It's just the fact that it was tradition. So I break that down like this. You have two lawn chairs, right, made out of plastic. They were made in the same facility out of the same plastic, one after another. You take those lawn chairs home. You put one outside. You put one inside. Let a year go by. Let three months go by. Bring those chairs back together and put them next to each other. And you tell me if they look the same. One's going to be discolored, broken, brittle, cracking. You probably can't even sit in it. And the other one is going to be pristine and fine. What what changed? It was the environment. If a, if a seed doesn't grow, do you throw the seed away and put another seed in and throw the seed out? No, you change its environment. You change the soil from which the seed is grown. So we all need to realize that we have the ability to change our environment. You can get, if you smell something that you know is a chemical, which most people don't realize candles and Febreze and Lysol cause massive respiratory um, distress. On top of that, those are not what your, your, your body's smelling chemicals, but your brain's being lit up. So you're not saying let's run out of the room. But if you do smell something bad, don't say, oh, okay, I can handle that smell. I'm tough. Uh, look at me. I'm not going to, no, be, be an evolved human. Be smart. Get out of there. There's nothing, there's no reason why you shouldn't be voluntarily poisoning yourself and when we're eating foods now anyone that's listening to this has heard cheerios have roundup on them so if you decide to go eat cheerios and you get ill or something happens it's going to be hard for you to figure out where what's ha what's happened and what's causing it if you're eating poison on a daily basis you can't really expect to heal through modern medicine because they're just going to try to mask your symptoms while you continue to do whatever you did to get that illness at home because that doctor didn't want to spend the time so yeah, we're a little bit more expensive, but it's time. That's it. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to give you exactly what he gives you. I'm. You know, a monkey can walk over and say, "Oh, rheumatoid arthritis, Humira." Uh, let me just. You know, Redbox can do that. It can. You hit rheumatoid arthritis. Your medicine can drop down. I mean, you walk into the into the doctor and you say, "You know, my liver hurts," and he tells you you have hepatitis, which just means inflammation of the liver. He didn't tell you why. He didn't ask you. You know, the pill he gives you goes into your mouth but he doesn't want to know what else is going in your mouth. You know, like if, if I, if this thing that I put in my mouth has the ability to change my physiology, then why doesn't the doctor want to know what else is going in the same hole, which can also change my physiology. So if a doctor is not asking you what's going in your mouth, what's going on in your skin, um, if you have exposure to mold, heavy, whatever it may be, you need a new doctor. And it, maybe it's not me. Maybe it is. You can reach out to me anytime you guys want, but seek out a practitioner who cares about you somebody that you vibe with, someone that you just get good energy with and someone that you can share things with because they're going to give you the time you need, you know? So we're in the day of age where we look at doctors as, like you said, this white coat, um, sterile facility, you walk in, you wait an hour and then you go to the waiting, waiting room and then the other waiting room. And it's not like that anymore. You know, like you tapped into me, you're in Ohio, I'm in South Florida and here we are. And this is how I conduct most of my, um, my consultations anyways. Absolutely. Well, and that leads me to a self-serving question. I very openly on the show have shared, I used to take massive amounts of anabolic steroids, gave all that up. Gosh, 
uh, January of 2018, took one of my final shots. Actually, I'll call it my quote-unquote final shot. Took it in my thigh. Ended up getting my first abscess that I've ever gotten. I mean, oh, I've my used, goodness. I've used anabolics, Doc, for, you know, it was a better part of 12 years. Long, long time. Super clean with it, outside the shower, alcohol, swab, the whole deal, new needle every time, right? We can check off the boxes of some of the predisposed questions that could be right around your head. Yeah, yeah, sure. Get it. Nailed it. Yeah, get infected, try to fight it off like it's no big deal, right? It's hot, it's red, the normal inflammatory responses that I think, ah, you know, maybe it just didn't quite go in right. It's a story I tell myself. Right, right. right. Give it a day or two, body will just process through it. Sure. Day or two turns into a week or two and ends up being that my left leg is so large I can't put on shorts, right? It's, 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 wow. it's massive. So go and see my doctor. He lances it open, right? I should have went to the hospital. I have a, a little bit of a progressive guy here as far as he's an MD but progressive in what he'll, he's willing to do kind of, I'll say, off, sure. the, off the record. <laughs> cuts it open. I get about a four-inch gouge. They kind of milk it and massage it and get out all the infection. There's gallons wow. of stuff that come out. Pack it with gauze. A couple, you know, probably it was two full containers of the packing gauze that come like in the, in the clinical setting, all stuffed down in my thigh. And then he puts wow. me on this massive dose for 21 days of whatever the biggest antibiotic he could possibly come up with. The legs healed up now. That's all good. Don't take steroids anymore. That's all good. But on the backside, until this moment right here, I've had GI issues off and on now really ever since then. What can I do potentially to reset my my gut after being bombarded with 21 days of, I don't remember the name of it, so I don't want to I don't want to butcher it, right? But yeah. it was a massive dose because he was literally worried that I was going to go septic everywhere based off the amount of infection that I had in my left leg. Yeah. So he hit you with it all, just like just scorched earth, yeah. really. Like in it, yeah. in my mind at that point, from my perceptive reality, it was like, okay, you're you're solving a problem for me, right? You're you're making it better. You're eliminating the ability for something to grow inside of me. And I wasn't mm-hmm. even thinking, like, you're also literally eliminating the ability for good things to grow inside of me. Like, it was just 100%. torch for 21 days. Yeah. If I wanted to, I'll say reset, right? I don't know that the reset button's the really right thing to do. What are one yeah. or two actionable steps that I could take or you as you're listening could take to start to recalibrate that? It's really cool because, like I said, and I'm saying it again, we didn't have a script, but we're leading to these points to where they're just the biggest points you could possibly get. So I'll say one word before we go on into the science fiber. Um, people are like fiber, like, all right, fiber, Metamucil, um, uh, you know, fiber supplements, Salim husk. No, I'm talking about the indigestible portion of a plant. So let me just recap what happened to you. So <clears throat> in my opinion, those are the times when antibiotics are necessary. Of course, you don't want to lose your leg so that I'm all about the, you know, let's, if it's that bad, I'm going to send you there too, but I wouldn't let you get to that point, right? We wouldn't have got to that point anyways. We would have done something else. But <clears throat> um, when you take a broad spectrum antibiotic for at least ten days, or ten days normally, you wipe out pretty much everything you got in your gut as far as life, as far as your bacteria, your your microbiome. So there are studies that used to show that we have ten bacteria for every one cell, and I'll repeat that, guys: ten bacteria for every one human. For every one Ryan cell, you got 10 little bugs. So you're more of a Petri dish than you are Ryan. So when when we're healthy, that is. So when we're not healthy, it starts to deteriorate in our gut flora, you know, don't thrive. And if you take around uh, something you took, you're wiped out, right? So now here we are, we have no gut flora. And it takes about, on average, a year and a half, 
if you do everything you possibly can. And, and remember, we just talked about all these things that you're doing every single day that are killing gut flora, like, you know, drinking fluoride, uh, artificial sweeteners, glyphosate in your cereal. I mean, come on, like there's 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 Roundup in my cereal. Like I'm trying to regrow, regrow gut flora and I'm poisoning myself. So becoming aware like that. But so one would be go organic, make sure your, your gut isn't being riddled with more toxins and pesticides, right? But the biggest thing is fiber. So everybody wants to talk about I'm sure everybody listening right now is like prebiotics, prebiotics. Most of you guys are, are right. That will help. But there's, I'm sorry, probiotics. I just gave it away. The answer that you guys want is prebiotics. Okay. So prebiotics are small fibers, right? They're called uh, FOSs, fructo oligosaccharides. So I'll break that down. Fructo is fruit sugar. Basically, it's a carbohydrate. Um, oligo means not too long, not too small, but in the middle means scanty. And saccharides, a sugar. So what these sugars do is they are inulin fibers. They are, you know, so fiber, like we said, is the indigestible portion of a plant. But when I say indigestible, I mean to you, Ryan, me, and the listener who is listening to us right now, they cannot digest fiber. You guys cannot digest fiber. But the the, the gut flora, your bacteria, they eat it. That's their food. That's literally what they eat to have a party. You know, they bring they don't bring salsa. They bring fiber to the party. That's what they want. Okay, so you guys need to be eating fiber and when i talk about fiber i'm not talking about these supplements i'm talking about plant matter so fiber in itself is basically just what gives a plant its structure it's what gives it's like the bones to a plant so when you eat it you get all the nutrients you pull out all the water and then you're left with this fiber so this fiber can act as like this um this scrubber and it can push through the colon and move things through you know you have flexures where the colon bends and you can move all this putrefied old stuff out of here um, but it has an ability to move things along. But what it does is it finally makes its way all the way down to the last part of your colon where all your bugs are living. And what it does is it feeds them and they feed on it. And when they feed on it, they they, they create their own fuel. Okay, these are um, enterocytes. Entero means uh, intestines and site, C-Y-T-E, means a cell. So a, a cell from your intestines. All these intestinal cells are just like basking in, they're being bathed by the fiber. And when they ingest it and digest it, they give us back something called short chain fatty acids. So I want you guys all to remember these three words, butyrate, and that's B-U-T-Y-R-A-T-E, butyrate, propionate, which is, you know, just like we've heard of propionate, and also acetate, A-C-E-T-A-T-E. These are short chain fatty acids. SCFAs, short, short chain fatty acids, and they literally are the fuel to your gut flora. They they make them grow, they make them thrive, they create the perfect environment, okay? It's just like a warm towel on a cold night to, to the bugs, okay? So that's what they want. And on top of that, after they ingest it and make the short chain fatty acids, they take the cellulose, which is, this is brand new research. This is If you try to research this right now, you wouldn't find it until later this year. It's out of cedar cyanide. Um, and a bunch of great doctors, MDs, NDs, DOs, all sorts of naturopaths in on this. And it's showing that the cellulose, which is just uh, what cellophane actually used to be made of. Now it's made out of plastic, but cellophane actually used to be from cellulose, which is trees, uh, just plant cell wall. So when they uh, digest that, what they're gonna do is they digest and they give us back essential amino acids. So everybody's like, oh, well, you need to eat um, you know, soy because it's a complete protein and you need to eat peanuts with walnuts because it's missing methionine and now you have a no it 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 brings us back to how can a cow eat nothing but grass and get every amino acid he needs to build the muscle we call steak that we think we need to eat to grow muscle well it's because 
we don't need to eat anything more than just plants. Now, a cow grazes all day, so we're not going to eat 25 pounds of grass. So, yeah, it's easier to eat animal products sometimes. But this day and age, with the amount of uh, detrimental effects they bring to your health, you really want to increase your plant matter. You can create your own essential amino acids, and, and you don't have to worry about poisoning yourself with it. You know, when we eat animals, you guys, I want you all to think about this, too. This is something I'm really into mindful. I'm a vegan. I don't push that on anybody. It works for a lot of illnesses. It works for a lot of people who have autoimmune. Um, but at the same token, it doesn't work for a lot of people. So this isn't something that's a cookie cutter thing. Me personally, I do it for the animals and I also do it for the earth, but I, I don't need it. I, I function well without it. So for anyone out there that wants to give it a try, they can reach out to me, Dr. Dr. Joseph Arena, Instagram, and they can ask me how to get started because there are so many, uh, so much misinformation and so, you know, a Boca burger and a Diet Coke is vegan, but of course we're not talking about that. We're talking about whole food, plant-based, unadulterated from the earth. I mean, I don't care what deity you believe in. It all came from the earth and it's here for you guys. Okay. You need to seek out those bright, colorful fruits and vegetables. You need to make sure you're really putting time into your water source, into your, your children's, uh, you know, what they're eating and all these sort of things and making sure that you're getting plant matter. Because if you're not eating plants, you're not getting fiber, the indigestible portion of that plant, and you're not feeding your gut flora. So probiotics, um, uh, Dr. Angie Sadeji, she's an MD, gastroenterologist out of LA. I love her. You guys should go follow her too. She um, she says that taking probiotics when you're a meat eater or someone that eats a lot of artificial sweeteners and processed foods, it's like sprinkling sand on the beach. It's not you're not doing anything. It's you're not making you're wasting your money um, and you're wasting your time. So you need to, like I said before, don't toxify yourself and then work on stimulating mechanisms that that your body innately has that detoxify on their own, which is all built into the liver and organs called your monetary organs, which are organs that uh, detoxify toxins or excrete toxins, your skin, your lungs, you can breathe out toxins. You can actually bind them and breathe them out. Um, and your kidneys and then your colon, of course. So, and it's all orchestrated by the liver. So you really need to make sure that we're feeding these mechanisms. And when you're eating fiber, you know, you can't find fiber anywhere, but a plant, right? And guess what else you're finding in these plants? Phytochemicals, bioflavonoids, micronutrients. I mean, everything your body needs to function. You know, there are thousands of micronutrients. There's only three macros or, or four, water, protein, carbohydrate, and fat. Everybody wants to talk about those, but what about the thousands of micronutrients that help those work, you know, that help your body orchestrate life? You know, let's, let's put our focus back to that. That's powerful stuff. So with me, I'm a 265 pound guy. And I'm leading you a little bit, so I'll just I'll just ask the question. Since we've had a previous conversation, right? We've I, yeah. I elicited your services. I've, I've I've paid for a consult. Like this is not a thing of looking for free cheesy advice. So as you're listening, don't expect yeah, to, yeah, was, to call back and, and and just get you know thrown in the deep end. But on on my side, since our last conversation, I've upped my spinach intake now to about a pound a day. Right, I blend it up. Uh, do two to three cups of wild natural blueberries do two cups of you know wild natural cherries right a, a little bit of ghee butter right for some of the healthy fats regretfully i don't have the fancy water filter that you have you know i saw the metal tub and the, the stuff you're talking about the, the berkey i don't have one of those yet but i've now increased that i'm drinking two or three of those shakes right i, I consume all that in a day am i getting closer i mean it, this has only been for you know gosh two or three weeks and i'm, I'm starting yeah. to see some changes but 
obviously I know there's more coffers vegetables than just spinach and there's you know broccoli and asparagus and then yeah. not, not heating it on too high heat so you don't break down all the things. I mean, we can our conversations can go on for two or three hours, obviously, yeah, for sure. about how this works. But am I getting close with how much I'm consuming, or is, is there uh, how how yeah. deep can I go in this? So my best answer is one, good for you. You know, like it, it starts with, you know, you can't just like a hundred bucks. You can't get to a hundred bucks without a $1. Mm-hmm. So, but my analogy on doesn't really apply to you because yeah, you're getting it's so much more fiber now. I mean, a one pound of spinach. I mean, if you look at the, yeah, it breaks down a lot cause it's a very soft watery, but it still has a ton of fiber. You're getting in a lot more. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to implement slowly because when you start guys, uh, everybody listening to this, when you start to implement these changes, your body's going to kind of fight a little bit because fiber, um, remember, it feeds your gut flora and they give off methane gas. And methane gas is going to make you feel bloated. You feeling bloated is going to think that you don't digest broccoli or you don't digest spinach. But the fact of the matter is you, you haven't been eating it, so your body just stopped making the enzymes. So, like, you know what? Let's not waste. Our body's very efficient. We don't do things we're not supposed to do. So, yeah, you're, you know, add in slowly and you're doing great. The things you could do um, even better are uh, just to uh, expedite the process are what are called, you know, the prebiotic fibers we spoke about. So we have fiber that's great um, on, in general, but there are certain foods with higher prebiotic fibers. And I, I'm going to name a couple of them for you guys. <clears throat> the first one is a ripe banana. Um, when you see a banana that's green, uh, it has a lot of starch. That starch hasn't yet converted to sugar, so it's not easily digestible. Um, but when you start to see it get its black spots, those starches are now converting to sugars, and those sugars actually represent something called TNF-alpha, tumor necrosis factor. So it actually can locate and destroy cancer um, and tumors. So not only that, but it has high, high amounts of the fructo-oligo, you know, the FOSs, the prebiotics, so ripe bananas. The next one is chives, very high. Um, we have onion. There is asparagus burdock root and the last one is my favorite it's called a sun choke s-u-n-c-h-o-k-e sun choke it has an alternate name the jerusalem artichoke these foods have the highest prebiotic fibers they're going to regrow your gut quicker than anything else probably could but making sure to avoid anything that's zero calorie anything that's got artificial sweetener anything that's inorganic anything that's not organic these days is likely to be covered i mean just highly laden in, in chemicals. So it's kind of hard to neutralize these toxins. Well, and that brings up, a, I think, an important point for you as you're listening to understand organic and what the U.S. government dictates as organic is not actually fucking organic, right? Like it is by the nature of the definition of what they mean. But right. if you're not going and seeking out raw vegetables from a farmer's market or somewhere, you can buy all the organic stuff you want. I don't know. You might know, Doc, exactly what the like the, the little hash mark is to qualify to be organic. But you can yeah. still have chemicals present. You can still have things in your water supply. Like There's still variables to still get the organic stamp where yeah. it doesn't mean you're organic. Yeah, so the stamp nowadays, right now, I believe you can have at least 70% of the of the ingredients contained in that in that product to be organic for, for you to put that label. But, you know, it, it, it's it's those things where you're just like, why? Like, what, doesn't make any sense why that should be true. Um, so then you have companies like, do you guys have Publix in Ohio? We don't, regretfully. Okay, so yeah, regretfully, that's where I'm going with this. Publix, I grew up in South Florida, we've had them, but they are really stepping up. I mean, I'm finding like these vegan cheeses, actually healthy ones, not just garbage, um, all sorts of new vegan organic avocados, things I've never seen before. But um, I, I'm seeing them start to carry, what, what, the, the, the product you just mentioned was what? I'm sorry? In what? Oh. The, the product. 
you were just mentioning, I, I lost the, the, you were just asking me about something specific. Oh, organic, knowing it's a yeah, yeah. Yep. Sorry. So what happens is when you go to places like Publix who actually care, they've put underneath, if you see organic, you'll see um, an organic food and then underneath there'll be this little label, it will say 70% organic. So they're doing it. They're, they're actually dropping a dime on all the people who wanted to use that label and now if you have a product that's actually 70% you know, or more, or 70% or less or whatever, then they're making them put that little tab. So like you said, it's very hard to source out. Um, that USD la USDA label means it's at least 70%. And then what you need to do is, like you said, do your due diligence, get out there and try to you know, call companies and, and speak to them. I mean, that's you have that ability and that right. Go visit your local organic farms and stuff and, and support, you know, with every time we buy something, you don't realize you're voting, you know, you're voting with that dollar. Like, when you buy a naked drink, which is um, everybody used to, uh, hopefully not everybody thinks it's still um, healthy, but Pepsi owns that. Um, and, and, you know, for instance, uh, Gardens of Life, which is one of my favorite product lines uh, of supplements, Nestle just bought. So, yeah, you're still getting the same product. You're still getting an organic, good product. But I feel like, sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but I feel like that's selfish. Like you're, you're, you're paying this huge company who's trying to contaminate our, our food supply just because you want their product that's clean for you. What about everybody else? So I always say to myself, do the best, you know, we're, we're all uh, collectively in this together, although we reside in our homes and we all, you know, lock the doors and go away. But when we, you know, we have to collectively make a sort of like a movement. And in this sense, I mean, it's hard for us to know what's real and what's not. And we just kind of have to get together, man. And um, my, my thing is this too, if you don't buy organic, like the label, you're definitely eating poison. You know, 100%, and they're not holding back. If they're conventional, they are spraying. Forget it, man. I mean, there's on one conventional strawberry, there's over 16 um, uh, uh, chemicals that will kill a bee in one feeding. And we had guys like Albert Einstein said, once we lose two-thirds of the bee population, we're next. And I believe that's already happened. Mm -hmm. So if we don't really stop and kind of get back. You know, the, the farther we get from nature, I believe the closer we're going to get to disease. And, and we have to realize that we're we are earth we're earth elements suspended through energy and that's all we are so the farther you pull yourself away from from that the closer you're going to get to where you're not supposed to be which break down the word disease dis ease your body's just not at ease you, you you're you're always amped up your stress your cortisol levels you know when your cortisol levels are high your epinephrine's high and epinephrine is adrenaline and when your adrenaline's high your fight or flight is high so you need glucose right so your pancreas squirts it from the liver out into your bloodstream and now you're you know you have hyperglycemia and then do enough of that and now you have diabetes and we I, right i could go like i could just go so i everybody you guys like you have the choice every time you eat and drink every time you decide to move or don't move you have the ability to feed health or feed disease it's a choice greatness is a choice everything's a choice you know happiness of course is a choice so make that choice you know for you for yourself for everybody around you well, I love what you just said because it's a perfect segue into, I think, a, something that's near and dear to my heart. So as I've continued to process through the evolution of how my brain works and what's available research-wise, right, I'm, I'm locked into this biohacking type of lifestyle existence, right? I'm, as we're conducting this interview, I have my, my true dark blue light blocking glasses on. I wear the red ones at night, right? I have the juve red light at home. I have all this stuff. Right, and that, and that eventually led me down the path of bulletproof. Right, Dave Asprey's kind of brainchild and some of the stuff that he's went through, and then reaching out to not only him but some of the clinicians that helped formulate a lot of those pieces and parts. 
And obviously that's a diet that's really heavy in fats, right? It, organic, but then fat-based. A lot of the, the <coughs> I'll say the colors of the rainbow, like you're saying. Yeah. But then also meat-based, which I know is just a, not even a conflict of, of opinion, right? Just something that I yeah, enjoy the taste. Of, yeah, I enjoy the taste of meat, so I eat meat. But it's yeah. pulling back more and more. As a bodybuilder, I was convinced that every three hours, all day long, I had to eat meat or I wouldn't get any bigger. <laughs> Right. right, definitely. No, that's not true now. <laughs> so, what what's your take with I'll say with bias, right? Saying unbiased, I think, is also a, a horrible term because we all have bias. What's your bias opinion on on the bulletproof diet, the bulletproof lifestyle? Do you have one? Do you uh, do you know much about it? What what what's that look the like? The truth is, um, I know a little bit about it. I'm more into like the more mainstream. This is one that's a little bit more undercover. Like you know, I could talk forever on keto, paleo, things like that. But I believe bulletproof kind of mimics keto in a sense i mean you are you avoiding carbohydrates yeah avoiding carbohydrates other than key times and key times being you know using things like very very and to say process has negative terminology to it but obviously knowing the different strains of acids inside of mct oil or coconut oil there's some that aren't beneficial to our gut microbiomes right so we remove those right and and Bulletproof Labs, Dave Asprey has something called Brain Octane, which is just the two best strains of the acids to to help then slightly tip the scales more towards the ketosis style, right? I get it. Yeah, okay, I get that. Enter you into ketosis per se, but it's better than the alternative. So really, broad brushstroke, you start your day with, and I've never been a coffee drinker before, but organic, mold-free, triple-tested beans, fresh brewed in like a French press, add some brain octane to it, add two tablespoons of ghee butter, add some of that, uh, what's that phenomenal cinnamon you told me to buy? Uh, Cylon. Cy- Cylon. Cylon cinnamon. It's true cinnamon for anyone listening. True cinnamon. Cassia, it's not It's not really cinnamon. No, and if, you, if you're if you listening, C-E-Y-L-O-N? L-O-N, yeah. Go and it buy- also has another, a, another name, uh, Saigon, they're synonymous, S-A-I-G-O-N. It doesn't taste the same. It doesn't feel the same. It's like I've been living under this veil of a lie of what cinnamon's supposed to be my entire existence until hearing about this. So I love it. D- dump that in. You drink that, and obviously that's some of the some of the fuel, some of the fiber, some of the things that go into the morning. It's a heavy fat based lifestyle, really. Where Dave's whole thing, the bulletproof thing, is even something like broccoli. He laughingly says the broccoli sprouts the top were almost designed by nature to absorb the grass fed butter into it. That we actually eat far less fat and butter than we can, right? The, the, the healthy cholesterol, some of the things that exist in true natural butter, right? Like something like a uh-huh. – we're not, we're not talking going and buying a tub of, tub of margarine and dumping it yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, right? like this ghee is, butter and stuff like that. Yeah, all ghee butter. And, th- and that's the basis, right? It's intermittent fasting, staying away mm-hmm. from stuff, going at least 12 hours, if not 14 to 16 on some sort of hybrid based off your lifestyle. Yeah. Um, using the the coffee in the morning if that's something that you need to increase GI function and, and functionality. Yeah. I would definitely like to hit um, some of the topics that you mentioned. So yeah, I was unfamiliar with all those aspects of it. Um, the one thing I want people to realize too is that when your body, you know, isn't when you're avoiding certain carbohydrates and your body's in ketosis, that's a survival mechanism. You know, that's that's a way of your body. Um, we, you know, we can eat each other and survive. You know, you can obtain glucose from from non. Uh, carbohydrate sources. You know, we can make sugars out of proteins and fats um, through something called beta oxidation, which is basically um, your first carbon is your alpha, your second carbon is your beta, and you cut. So uh, uh, fats are long, even chain molecules, a bunch of, let's say, 12, 14, 16, even numbers. So we just cut off two carbons, two carbons, and we take that and we put it into metabolism. We make energy. So there are ways to obtain it in many different ways. Um, 
me personally, I when you avoid carbohydrates like that, which is a primary brain or, 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 or primary source of fuel, your body, 90% of the carbs you eat go to feed your brain and your spinal cord. So it's very important. But when you don't get them, your body has to have a survival mechanism. It has to be able to make it, right? So we're able to do that. But what happens is if you stay in that state too long, I think I'm talking more um, ketosis right now and not bulletproof. But this, I just want to hit that because I feel like it just came to me. Yeah. But what what happens is um, that is a very stressful time. You know, when you're when you're not finding food and you're eating certain foods and um, you're basically your your brain, and your spinal cord are, are coming up with other ways to get nutrition. So your body's in a survival mode. And when you're in survival mode, you secrete cortisol. And when you secrete cortisol, you get everything from brain fog, thyroid, you know, your HPA, which is your hypopituitary, um, you know, axis, your adrenals, they all talk to each other and it just kind of sets everything off. So if you're going to do guys out there doing ketosis and um, the keto diet, just don't, my recommendation as a professional, don't stay on it. Uh, go in and out of it like the, like your body was meant to do. And um, I always go back to this, this is a good thing to go off. Just try to mimic as, as normal uh, as unadulterated as possible. Like take away from us trying to say this has the perfect amount of protein, fat, carbohydrate. My my qualm with the MCT of the Bulletproof is the fact that they remove some of the, um, so there's caprylic, caproic, steric. I mean, there's all these C1, C2, C3, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing C, a couple, they probably took caprylic and caproic and said, let's these are the good ones. Um, let's put them together so they can proprietize in a sense. Not saying it's bad, mm-hmm. but I'm always a big proponent of whole food. So when you there's something called an entourage effect you know for instance arsenic is found in the body in trace amounts doesn't mean you know it's supposed to be there it's what function you know nicotine is found in the body it's acetylcholine it's how our muscles function so certain things should be in the body and what happens is for instance um if you remove the other um the medium chain triglycerides you might not get what's called an entourage effect which means it, it helps them like vitamin c is great so should we take vitamin c out of the orange and just eat it well yeah that's an option but that vitamin C is activated by all the other constituents of the of the bell pepper or the orange to help it activate. So I'm a big proponent in getting things in the whole form. But hey, let's be honest: coconut oil itself is not in its whole form. So coconut oil or MCT brain bulletproof oil to me are the same product because when you isolate oil from a coconut to begin with, you've already done isolated components. So hey, I'm not against doctors who want to dig into the science and say, hey, these are the good. Um, medium chain triglycerides, let's take these. So that's cool. My qualm with butter um, is this, the fact that mammals, uh, you and me, cows, we store toxins in our adipose tissue, in our fat. So when you're eating things like butter, even if it's an organic animal, remember organic just means void of extra pollutants. Doesn't mean void of pollutants because as organisms on this earth, we were meant to encounter toxins. So this you know, even even the monk in in the Ganges River is still encountering toxins. You know, so when we eat cheese and butter and things like that, I, I say a cheese and butter addiction. And my butter, my buddy, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, is a naturopathic doctor out of LA. Um, you guys should go follow him too, Dr. G on Instagram. Incredible guy. But he he goes just like me. Th- these things. Um, I lost my train of thought because I wanted to plug my my good buddy, but um. No, we're on the we're on the thing of butter and butter with the contaminants in butter based off organic. That's what he said. So Dr. Christian says this: a, a a addiction to cheese or butter is is a battle with health because of the fact that we are you know eating an animal's to- like 
it's literally your garbage bags. Like we, we bottle toxins up into our tissues and it's stored in the fat, which is why, you know, the brain has a lot of um, 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 problems and complications with heavy metals and toxins being stored because it's fat. So when you're eating things like that, even if it's ghee, even if it's, you know, that's like saying, I'm going to go put this beautiful filtered water in your Ferrari. Your, your Ferrari don't run on water, even no matter how good it is. So that's what I go back to saying. So me personally, I, I don't recommend it. But um, remember we were talking about butyrate, butyric acid, feeding yeah. the colon? Ghee butter actually has it. And that's for the simple fact that, you know, cows have it. You know, like that. And, and going back to that, like we can obtain everything the cow can obtain, you know, in the, through the same avenues. We just have to kind of, you know, put in the time and put in the work. You know, you got to eat more vegetables and stuff like that. Um, fasting, something you mentioned, that might be one of the best things as a human you could do. Um, we fast every night. You know, when we wake up, that's hence the break fast. You're breaking your overnight fast. When you're not fasting, you're it's like shutting down your, your plant every now and then to make sure everything's working properly. Your body goes and assesses everything. New, um, It's called autophagy. Autophagy is A-U-T-O-P-H-A-G-Y, uh, autophagy. Phagy means to, to eat or to destroy. Autophagy means to get rid of old cells. So autophagy is when your body doesn't have anything else to do and you can kind of stop the exorbitant amount of energy that you need to break down food and apply it to tissues and all of a sudden now your body can do what's called autophagy and kind of go through and say, oh, these cells don't look good, get rid of them. Oh, these cells need some help, help them. That's what fasting does, and that is probably one of the best practices anybody could take on. Um, just making sure that you listen to your body and you're not just trying to force yourself to to start. Because remember, it's all a mental game too. Um, we can store a kilogram, which is a thousand grams of sugar, in our liver. So let me tell you this: if you don't eat for the day, you're you're not starving. We, you and me, have never felt starving. We've never. We've been hungry. We've had an appetite, but we've never been truly. You know, hunger exists in the trachea and the pharyngeal muscles. This is where you you get you don't get hungry here. Mm-hmm. When you feel that gurgle and that bubble in your stomach, that's saying, "Hey, Ryan, go start running. You know, forging through the woods and looking for an animal or climbing a tree because you're gonna we're getting low in the nutrients in the intestines and the tissues. It's not like, hey, you're gonna die if you don't eat. So I need people to. Um, I always try to empower people uh, to be the evolved person they are. You're what separates us from the monkeys is the fact that we can reason. You know, we can. Uh, we can talk about our physiology and what's happening inside of us. So let's apply what we know. Let those biohacks that you do with the infrared sauna and the blue box, let's do, everybody, let's do that. I mean, why are we doing that? Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that. And it's so interesting to me to see, like, so as a bodybuilder, it was heavy meat, heavy carbs, right? You need carbs for glycogen, you need glycogen for energy, you need the pump, all the things, shuttle nutrients, yep. a lot of water. I think one of the, a, a, a mineral, an element that gets a horrible review that, I feel like we need, and I'll confirm with you, is salt, right? Pink Himalayan sea salt, like a good high-quality salt, is, is not the enemy. Like, it's helping shuttle nutrients to the necessary components of your body, at least from where I, I view things. And so, yeah, you're correct. That was, like, that was my life, and as I've started to evolve my train of thought, it was, okay, can I use fat as an energy source now, right? Because looking at you know, mitochondria and what's surrounding the mitochondria and what's surrounding, like your brain has some of the most dense fat in your body, right? There's there's more fat right. there per square inch anywhere else. Yep. I, I know that most people, as you're listening, that might, might be news to you that you have no idea that actually exists. Your brain is fat, right? And so- 70% or more, yeah. Yeah, so adding fat. more fat into that to allow quicker memory recall, you know, different neuroplasticity. Sure. These are things that are super interesting to me and trying to figure out, okay, 
is there ways are there ways to mirror that like I I could care less to be in quote unquote ketosis I certainly doc I eat carbs like this is not something where it's steadfast I'm my my entire life now is based off of what I'll call optimization I want to feel the best I can I want to perform the best I can I want to sleep the best I can I want to train the best I can I want to show up present on the on a podcast with you the best I can yeah because why not Th- that's it like that is what the human experience should be to me is living the most optimized life possible every day totally. And so it's very interesting to hear your take on carbs versus, you know, these, I hate to call them fad diets, right? Because all these things work. You know, we go back to the Atkins diet of what the late 90s when it came out and then into into paleo, into keto. Like they've all been some sort of hybrid version of, I like to call it carb cycling, which if if we look at the genetics. Which is what bodybuilders done for 20 years. Yeah, but it's what we've done also as creatures. Like remove the bias that we all have. When you know when we were hunting and gathering as as cavemen, you you would go long stretches and there wasn't anything to eat. You were traipsing across the the, the countryside. If you were lucky, there was some grass. Maybe there wasn't grass. You know, maybe yeah. there were some berries on trees. Maybe there weren't berries. Maybe you eventually figure out how to whittle down a stick and stab a fish in the in the river. Like, and you ate it and then you didn't eat it. Like there was nothing else to do. You there was no grocery Cyclical. store. Right. Yeah, and it's it's very interesting to see kind of the resurgence of. You know, pa- repackaging this all in some fancy terms to confuse us as consumers to think we're getting something I new. Know. But there's nothing I, new I here. Like I can see you're having the epiphanies. Like, it, and me, I, that's what. Remember, you asked me, <clears throat> excuse me, why I did this is because I wanted to have those epiphanies. I wanted my eyes to light up and say, "Oh, well, okay, that makes sense." And now I can empower people and educate them and teach them. You know, hence the word doctor. I, I tell people all the time, if you want to call me Mister Arena, or as long as you don't call me an asshole. I'm going to help you because it's not about who I am or what credentials or no, it's about this is how you're supposed to live at your best. Do you want it or not? Because I'm not here to talk you into wanting it. I'm not here to um, help you find out if you want. I'm no, I'm here to, when you're ready to reach your hand out and have someone help you, that's when I grab on. I'm not someone who's a pusher. You know, I like to get the information you reached out to me and wanted me to bring this information to your people. And that's nothing more than what I wanted to do. So here I am, you know, so it's that sort of thing. I bring this information to people that want it. I'm sure there's, you guys are listening and you're like, wow, you know, like I, I can resonate with that because I felt this way for a long time. And, you know, I knew something was wrong with, the, you know, like I'm hearing stuff. Oh, you're not going to believe this. So just real quick in the, in the medical world, people are, um, they're perpetuating a, a myth that polyunsaturated fatty acids are bad for your health. I mean, two months ago, uh, yeah, omega-3s. Two months ago, um, saturated fat was the enemy. Coconut oil should be taken off the shelves, and now it's kufas are a problem. So it's 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 kind of blowing me away, and I'm, I get messages every day, and I try to answer all you guys. But it's just like I want you all to realize that this information is not secret. This is this can all be obtained with the effort of looking, you know, searching it, and looking for it. You know, like you said, you called, you consulted with me. I didn't do anything. You did that. So. We all have to realize we have the chance to reach out to someone who maybe knows more than we do or can in, you know, give us some insight into real nutrition because it's really simple. Like I know anyone who's listening is probably like, oh, there's so much. But when it comes down to it, it's re- ask anyone who's living the life I'm living, they're going to tell you it's, it's simple. It's actually more complicated. Like I remember you know, 10 years ago saying, what am I going to eat for dinner? Do I want crunchy, cheesy, crunchy, wheezy, salty? No, I, now I just, I say, what does my body need? What do I, what, what, what do I, what should I be putting in my body? Not an entertainment for my tongue. You know, it's not like that anymore. Yeah. Food, food is energy. Food is fuel. F- food is, 100%. food is not entertainment. We've, we've sensationalized that from modern day society with all the restaurants, all the fast food. Like 
we're not designed yeah. that way. We're you're yeah. like it's it's so crazy to look and at even, that. Even more than the like it being fuel, it's information. Like food is information that speaks to your. You know, you ever see ants uh, walking in a line? If you take your finger and swipe them, they no longer find where to go because they were all working on chemical smell. You know, like if you wipe your finger in front of an ant line, the, the one that's coming up to the finger, he'll come up to it, he'll bump it a couple times, then he'll turn around and go the other way. Your body works the same way. Everything you, you put in there, it's all just working off of chemical reactions. You know what I mean? Like. There's only so much you can do, but like going back to the salt, for instance, I mean, people are like, what is pink salt? What is black salt? Well, where do you think salt came from? You think it just came out of the sky white? No. What we did was we took pink, white, Celtic, one of the salts. And what happened is that pink color, it represents 98 nutrients and minerals that are found within the salt. So what do those minerals do? They spoil like anything else. They decrease shelf life. Let's take them out. So they left um sodium which is basically chloride chlorine molecule and a sodium nacl sodium and chloride so now you have table salt right morton's iodized table salt you know i say ketchup you say heinz i say mustard you say french's i say salt you say iodized morton's right so back in the day people started to get goiters right they were getting those enlarged thyroid glands because of lack of iodine so i know you know as humans we, we solve everything we play god every single day and we say i know the thyroid needs iodine, so let's add iodine back in. So now we have iodized morton salt, and everybody's goiters went away, and everybody's thyroid started to work better. So it was man who did that, right? Well, let me tell you something. Pink salt per gram, which is 1,000 milligrams, 500 milligrams is iodine. 500, half of every gram of pink salt is iodine. We stripped it. We took it. We threw it away, and then we took the credit for adding it back in. It just, none of this makes any sense. And when you hear that, you start to, like you say, you start to become this person who questions and, and digs and says, no, I'm not going to accept that because this is my family. Like, maybe I don't care that much about me, but my little girl, my little boy, my mom, my dad, whatever, whatever you guys need to kind of grasp onto this information and share it and, and just and live it, you know? So, Doc, what's, as we go, you, you touch basically omega-3, omega-6, I'll, I won't even say conundrum, right, but the the parallel between the two or lack thereof, right? What, yeah. What's your kind of, I couldn't say RDA, but recommend a daily allowance or, or correspondence between how many grams of or milligrams of omega-3 versus omega-6 do you think someone should take for optimized health? And where should they get their omega-3s from? Because yeah, we question. all have so omega-6. I'll start with, yeah, I'll start with the last question first. You said where should they get them from? I want everyone to know, <clears throat> now we're talking about omega-3s, but I want to start with protein real quick. Um, I think you might get a kick out of this one. So in nature, what makes a protein molecule is something called a nitrogen, right? So it's an amine or an amino group in organic chemistry. Well, the only organism on the planet that could pull nitrogen from the atmosphere and combine it with carbon, hydrogen, under the power of the sun is a plant. Plants are the only organism that can make nitrogen-based amino acids. So now an animal can come along, eat the grass. We can come along, eat the animal, but at the end of the day, that protein molecule came from a plant. So we can either go and get it from the, the animal that recycled this protein into its tissues that's a little denser, or we can go to the source, which is where the cow got it from. Not only are we getting protein, but we're getting chlorophyll, we're getting micronutrients, magnesium, calcium, you name it. Let's go to omega-3s, same concept. The, ori the origin of an omega-3 fatty acid is from algae, plankton. I'm sorry, not plankton, microalgae in the ocean. So. 
microalgae contains the same molecules. You look, think about spirulina, chlorella. Spirulina is given its name because it has a spiral helix, just like our DNA. It's almost identical to our DNA. It's over 70% protein, has ability to remove heavy metals from the body, and it's densely, densely saturated in what's called ALA, which is your omega-3. It's your alpha linolenic acid, right? Here's the catch. <clears throat> as a human or as an animal, studies show we don't convert ALA that well to its constituents or its end products, which are the omega-3s we know, DHA, docosahexaenoic acid, and EPA, eocosopentanoic acid. So what happens is we need to get to, to a, an animal that has a liver. You know, we can eat the ALA and in our liver make EPA and DHA at a low rate, or we can eat a fish or another animal that has a liver and a lot of fat and get its omega-3s. So at the end of the day, that's why people say, hey, let me eat fish to get omega-3s. Well, let me tell you this, if you're eating farmed fish, you're not getting any omega-3s because they're not eating algae. Um, they're dying those fish as well to even look, you know, not getting astaxanthin either, which gives them that color. So you're eating crap, but guys, um, uh, plants, everything I just said points back to the plants. I mean, we know for a fact that food is medicine and every animal in nature eats plants, but not every animal in nature eats meat. So you, you kind of think about it and you're like, okay, well, my, my opinion is that as humans, we're the most evolved. So we have a survival mechanism. I can eat you and you can eat me if we had to, but let's go towards the nutrition. Those brightly colored fruits and vegetables are brightly colored for two reasons. One, to represent nutrients, and two, to entice you and me to run over there and bite it because your body knows what it needs. So the best source of omega-3 fatty acids, in my opinion, is gonna be microalgae. You can find a microalgae DHA supplements. <clears throat> E3 Live is a great company. They are sourced out of a, um, close to you, I believe, in Michigan, um, one of the great lakes. Um, they get them the, the um, AFAs, they're called. They're uh, um, microalgae, and they're strains, and they condense them, and it's like this beautiful green glittery powder. You, you put it in some coconut water, it turns blue like the ocean. I mean, it's gorgeous stuff. Um, my, my recommendation would be if you're eating tons of greens and lots of plants, you don't need to supplement as much with omega-3s. There's um, really cool tests that you can have done. Uh, SpectraCell is a lab. And of course, you guys can contact me. I can order these tests. We can go over them. I can create you know plans for you guys. Just reach out to me on Instagram, um, you know, dr.josephbarina. But it's called SpectraCell, and it measures the amount of micronutrients that are actually in your white blood cells and your omega-3 levels. And you got uh, omega-3 and omega-6s are this. They are what make the membrane of your, of your cells. You know, they're all on the outside. And, and in nature, or, or, or normal, as we like to call it in physiology, which was written, you know, Gray's Anatomy 60 years ago, but normal says that there should be three omega-6s. I know it sounds contraindicative, but three bad omegas for every one good. And that's a good ratio. If you have one three for every six, three sixes, you're doing good. But the standard American diet is leaving people at a one to 20 ratio. 20 omega-6s to one omega-3 because of the processed oils, safflower, sunflower, canola, processed foods, all this sort of stuff. So we're getting away from the ratio. And if you're changing your the cell wall and, and that's controlling what's coming in, what's going out, I mean, nothing's gonna act normal. So what you guys wanna shoot for is a one-to-one -one ratio. You want one omega-3 for one omega-6. If you can get to that ratio, health will be yours. Um, and it's very hard to do in the sense that you really have to make sure you're eating properly and enough. A lot of people don't eat that much. Um, they'll eat like, they'll wait all day and they'll have a steak and some macaroni and cheese and then and an artificial sweetener drink and their body's like, where, where's the nutrients? Eat again. So they eat again and they eat all night, you know, and their body's constantly screaming for nutrients. But go back to this and uh, if you're doing microalgae, I'd say like one, two, 
one to like 3,000 milligrams if you want, if you're a bodybuilder. Um, and again, let's go back to this. The body has natural processes. When you sprain your ankle and it blows up like that, let me just share with you guys, that's not on accident. That, that happens for a reason. That is bringing new blood. That's locking down the area to not cause further injury. That's bringing white blood cells. That's cleaning it up. That's You don't want to stifle that. So in other words, if you sprain your ankle, don't run for the ice. Let it swell a little bit. Let the body work. Wait for the ice. You're 100 degrees. 100 degrees. 98.6, right? I mean, that's average, but last time I checked, that was 99. 100 degrees. So there's no reason you should be stifling natural processes in the body. That's why I always go back to uh, sourcing out foods properly. You know, eat lots of plants. If you find out you're um, inadequate, then let's find a, a fish oil. Um, like salmon fish oil would be best only because cod is a very popular one. But uh, cod comes from the Pacific, and it's also over there right now. There's the Fukushima, those nuclear fallouts, all that strontium and cesium. They're finding fish with three eyes, two tails, tumors. <clears throat> so remember, the liver is where they're getting this oil, and liver is also the sponge of toxins. So you, you want to source out a heavy metal-free, um, one free of contaminants. And I think Carlson's makes a good one. Um, I remember I'm a vegan, so I, I'm not too sure. I always recommend the, the plant source because I really think you can – get enough through plants but if you want fish oils same same dose though one to three thousand milligrams i think is sufficient of your of, of dha and then epa a little bit less uh, dha is more abundant in the body so you want a little bit more one well, and and that's in my research right if taking something from a, a gnc or a you know kind of the supplement stores that are here present, right? Most most towns have vitamin shop and, and all that yeah. stuff. And you see this fancy blend of an omega blend, right? Omega three, omega six. Six to many nine. Yeah, it, it's yep. it's trash, right? Like you're literally trash. just pissing away your money. Like if you're gonna take one of those supplements, like for me, it's krill oil, right? I'm I'm gonna try to research out and find something that's a high purity krill oil that's somewhere like that's something that is palatable to me, right? It might not be all the way down to the spectrum of the best quality, but it's it's way better than the the multivariant that's you know it's in a shiny gel cap. You're like, oh, it's got to be great because I, I can see through it. Yeah, not really. And and shooting for that, like you said, Doc. I mean, the one to one ratio. What's incredible is the amount of additional clarity as you're listening to this. If you started implementing a third of what this man is telling you, like increasing your fat intake, getting rid of some of the toxins increasing vegetable intake, right? Just broad brushstroke. Your brain starts working like it was meant to. Like it's incredible how quick I can function. Like we all can function. It's not because I'm some superhuman. It's because we're supposed to think this way, right? You you walk around with like this cloud or this mask over you because of all the toxins and all the shit you're going through. Like mitochondria, so true. mitochondria function is real. Like taking I'm a big fan of cold showers, right? I go back and forth with having, you know. I just took one. Yeah, the cold shower on the forehead, cold shower on the stomach, alternating back and forth between cold and hot, you know, 20 to 30 second increments. And all the physiological effects that take place when that happens, like it's changing the complexity of my skin. It's changing my energy levels. I'm sweating sitting here right now, and it's not hot, right? Like my yeah, function is body's increased. Working. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, and the thing is, like everything you just said, I love it, man. It really it stimulates more of a passion to me because – the human experience is so much better than most. They're walking around, like you said, with this brain fog and they don't know what it feels like to really be alive. You know, like they don't, they're just kind of merely, they're just existing. They're not living, you know? And when you start to implement all these little things, these, these biohacks and these ways of reducing toxins and, and things to kind of focus on, you know, it becomes so much more mindful and the, you know, we're all just beings of energy. You know, the, the, the mind doesn't exist here. This is, this is the hub that pulls it from, you know, infinite space you know information and energy is infinite so 
we can tap into we're everybody that's listening can agree that we are one hell of a machine and there we don't under we we've seen one percent of the ocean well guess what there's less than one percent of the body that's understood because at the end of my doctorate at the end of my post-grad training they whispered in my ear we think this is how it works you know because this is all theory my medical physiology book right here is theory this isn't i mean we say fact because it's the most factual we know but let's just get back to nature put your feet on the soil put put the sun on your skin get get to the point where when you're eating you're you're mindful about the either the animal that that sacrificed its life for you or the farmer that brought that food to you when you start to implement these practices you start to feel like you said how you're supposed to and then then you just become addicted like i can't take a shower now and not end it with a cold you know little uh, spritz 30 seconds front back all over i mean it, it, it purges the, the lymphatics, it, it, it increases circulation, it opens up the bronchioles, it does so many things, you know, for the brain. So all these little practices, and like I always go back to, do what you can with what you have. If you don't have, don't explain. Just work tomorrow on, on having the ability. You know, if you don't have cold water, then work on it tomorrow. Baby steps. You know, I didn't all of a sudden stop using microwaves, drink out of glass, not eat out of my house in the last, that didn't just happen overnight. That's something that I put the time into and I, continuously saw the um the results which you know made me just want to do it harder longer faster well and i love some of the things you said i mean i'm gonna have to figure out something to wrap up the show because it'll literally go on for another two or three I, hours i know i know but like getting into the fact of going outside right we all i think agree as we're listening to this we probably have shoes on more than likely like shoes were not something that was naturally placed there for us nor was nope. concrete nor was asphalt like to go spend 10, 15 minutes outside in the morning with the sun beating down on your bare skin. Like, you might not be able to, if you live in a neighborhood, walk outside naked. I get that, right? Like, that's probably yeah. not appropriate. You're going to get in some trouble. But to go out in a pair of shorts, even if it's a little chilly outside, put your feet in the grass and stand there and literally just, like, let the sun radiate down on you and all the things that does inside you. Like, it's incredible. Dude, like, it, it's, it's incredible. It shifts you are everything. the earth. You know, you are literally, I mean, again, who, who you believe in, whatever, but you are carbon, you know, mostly carbon, nitrogen. You're made out of the stars. You know, you are made out of the same stuff that you're standing on. So when you put, you know, there's that whole term grounding. You're electromagnetic. We are uh, frequencies. You know, a, a healthy body resonates 50 to 70 megahertz. You know, a, a, a positive dock can raise your frequency. A negative dock can lower it. Um, doing all these different things and really being in the moment can help so much. But when you talk about, like, the fact that when you ground, there's something called negative ions. I mean, we can break this all down to science. It's not like, oh, I'm a tree-hugging weirdo who's walking around with a didgeridoo um, talking nonsense. No, this is real. There are plenty of studies that show that negative ions are neutralized positive ions, which are all your toxins are positive ions. All Everything that can possibly infiltrate your body is in a positive charge. So when you can enhance your negative ions by being in nature, grounding, sun gazing, you know, these are things we did daily. Like we we exposed our skin to the sun without sunscreen. We had our feet in the moist soil daily. That's how we got our vegetables, right? How we got our food or else we didn't eat. Um, we didn't eat animals unless we worked for them. Everybody from the kids um, tearing the thing down to the, the, the man that had to catch it and the wife that had to cook it. It involved moving and working and not just reaching your arm out of a window for a bag and then just putting an animal in your mouth. The body doesn't know it's coming. You know, like there's these little things where when you sit down to eat, say, I'm about to eat, you know, going back to artificial sweeteners, when you put that in your mouth, you're, there's two ways your body uh, secretes um, insulin and, and things, you know, like uh, enzymes to break down your food. That's sweetness on your tongue and the presence of food. So when you taste something sweet, your body's like, oh boy, 
we're, we're getting food. So let's start making the chemo trypsin. Let's start making hydrochloric acid. Let's make the, the enzyme need to break it down. Let's put some insulin in the blood. So when the sugar gets here, the insulin can pull it in the cell. Well, an hour goes by. The body thought the food was coming. There's no sugar. There's no carbohydrate. That's a zero calorie sweetener. So now you as an organism are in a state of quandary. Your body says, oh, well, go eat again. And then you're, you can't reach satiation because it was false the entire time. You're tricking your body. All these chemicals are tricking your body. Instead of going that route, let's go back the other route that brings us to our natural processes, which is what you mentioned, which is the hard wiring. We are hardwired to be healthy. There's there's no extra steps. There's no um, you know ifs ands about it. It's just that's what your body's constantly trying to do. From cancer to a fever to vomiting, that those are your body trying to survive. These are not ailments and illnesses. These are um, expressions of health. One, I love what you're saying about the negative and positive ions because. I'll, maybe a little known fact, maybe it's just the way that I geek out on things. So I just got back from Dallas, Texas, right? And p- getting to Dallas from Ohio requires me to fly if I want to get there efficiently. So when you fly, if you've ever noticed, you get the jet lag, you feel tired, you feel lethargic. You've assumed all the positive ions essentially from being in the you're – no, you're no longer physically grounded. If you leave the airport, you go outside, just find a strip of grass, take off your shoes, take off your socks, and just stand there. Stand there for 10 minutes. I promise you. Jet lag almost always disappears. You no longer have that weird hungover feeling. You see colors again. You smell. You smell. You like. It's like everything changes from yes. something so simple. Like you don't need some I fancy. I love that you do that. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not overly complicated, it. right? It's same thing. Yeah. Why do we, why do we feel so great when typically we, you know if you haven't been fortunate enough to I understand, but for those of us that have been to a beach somewhere, right? And it's mm-hmm. a vacation. You go to the beach. You put your feet in the sand. You let the sun bake down. You're like. Man, this is the life. It just feels so good, and you feel recharged. And then you come back in inside the you know the the halogen lights and no exposed sunlight, and there's reasons as to why all these things exist. Like it, we overcomplicate everything in a, in a in a way to try to solve for something that doesn't need solved. Yeah, I love what you said about the getting off a plane, and your it's like your instinct to go right to the ground and the earth. And there's so much science behind it for everyone listening. What he did was realign himself with the electromagnetic field of where he was. He's in Ohio right now. There's a different pool. You know, the Earth is mainly nickel. It's it's a magnet. And if, you know, you, you see those magnetic rings and you actually, you are electromagnetic. You, we all have the frequencies. I mean, we're nothing but protons, neutrons. We're spinning around. Our body is energy. So when you are jet lagged, you're, you're basically not aligned with your the rhythm of the Earth. You know, you're not, you're not tuned. So when you get there and you get your feet, which... That's the whole term grounding. You ground a battery. Where did that come from? We are batteries. We're electro. We're energy. So we ground. There are mats called EMF mats that are electromagnetic frequency. Yeah, you can ground on one of those. Those are badass. I mean, there's so many things that you can just do that you're unaware of. Your body has the capabilities to to recognize. You know. Well, that's what I, I love. That what's so crazy about everything, like this whole quote unquote biohacking stuff that that I'm doing. When you really remove the term biohacking, you think of. So I wear goofy yellow glasses to block blue light. Well, blue light's not natural. We created it. So I'm now just trying to reverse what's coming to me that way. Taking cold showers is because we figured out a way to heat up water, and, and we quantified that as what we needed when hot yes. water never existed, right? Like yes. EMF mats and all this stuff that we're grounding with to solve for the, the fact of we, we could just stand on the ground. It's like yes. it's, a, it's a whole industry that's evolved just because we have created things to make our life more efficient and in a way to make us more efficient has made us – less capable, which means we have to go to the doctor more, which means we need more pills. And the cycle just keeps literally self-perpetuating to the point of like, it's absurd. 
right? It's so true, man. There's this moment. It's that you, absurd. You get a chance yeah, to we, wake we've, up. We've kind of played God. I, I mean, I don't, I use that term loosely, you know, whoever you believe in the earth or a deity, but we, we play this, this, um, this, this mastermind, like, Oh, uh, does it have the right amount of protein to fat? Listen, the earth made it. The earth made it in the perfect ratio, the perfect the first time. It wasn't an accident that a broccoli uptook something called sulforaphane, sulfur from the earth that stimulates the detoxification pathways in your liver. That's not an accident. That's that's not something that happened on accident. So yeah, we we like meddle with like nature and we play God and we play, um, you know, like we know better. You know, like for instance, dog food. Let's just, I have to say this. If you guys are feeding your dogs kibble still, you, you, everyone needs to change the way they think because that is a processed food that is not natural to your animal. You need to go back and realize that that animal is a descendant of a wolf and should be eating things it can find. You know, there's no kibble tree. And kibbles are held together by processed, GMO'd, uh, densely omega-6 fatty acid oils like sunflower, safflower, canola. They are full of what we think is the perfect ratio of protein to fat to carbohydrate, which we got from Earth. And if you tell your vet, hey, I want to feed normal food, they're like, no, well, where did you get the recipe for, for your dog food that you recommend me, you know? So I want everyone to just not look at normal as normal anymore. Um, expect the unexpected and just continue to not let other people think for you. Um, don't don't feel bad if you are um, going against the grain because guess what? Everybody is fat, sick, and nearly dead. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean that in a real way. We are Every single one of us at, a, at some sort of point has felt that in our life, too, where we've been down that pathway where we feel like we're deteriorating. Um, but there are people like myself, people like you, who want to <clears throat> bring them out of the shadows and say, hey, like, this is how to reverse it. You don't have to live like that. You, if you're diabetic, you don't have to go to a diabetes um, you know, meeting every, every Tuesday and talk with other diabetics and take a pill for the rest of your life. No, you don't. And the doctor doesn't make that decision. You, The doctors work for you, okay? So when you go somewhere and you see a doctor, you realize that he works for you. If he doesn't want to answer your questions and he doesn't want to um, respect your philosophies and whatever it may be, then just go somewhere else, you guys. That's he, he. You don't work for him. He works for you. So let, at the end of the day, we have to realize we have so much power. Um, we tend to give it away very easily. Um, but I think it's time to take our power back. I love that. And, and Doc, I think that's a perfect way to ep- wrap up, I'll say, part one. Like, I just love sure. ch- chatting with you. I love sharing the, the breadth of knowledge. I love the fact of the passion for, you know, we might call it different things. You have a, certainly a, a much higher level of understanding than I have. But just on that same frequency and wavelength of wanting to add value and, and change the trajectory in which we all get to live, right? This human experience that we're going through is a choice every moment of every day and how we want to experience it. So why not choose yeah. to optimize it, live it the best way you can? I agree. I'm right now. I'm vibrating, man. Like I, I have nothing but good energy, and I just feel the effects of what we're talking about. And someone's sitting there right now saying, "I needed this." You know, like I needed, I need to hear Ryan because I, I trust him, and and in this doctor, I obviously trust him because Ryan. And I needed to hear somebody that I just kind of could um, relate with, and now they have this information, and now they can share it with other people. But this is definitely part one. I mean, I, I feel like we have a lot more to talk about. Um, we could definitely, you know, uh, set up another one and kind of finish this stuff up. But there's so many key points. But all in all, let's just the biggest thing, whether you're paleo, keto, bulletproof, vegan, not. How about we all just be a little nicer to each other? You know, like we all have the ability to decide to be someone different, you know, and we we cannot continue to judge people because we see it in a, through a different lens. That's also let's live and let live. Let's just be a little bit more nice. You know, it doesn't cost a thing. Everybody wants to push 
their philosophies down your throat and they want to tell you what you're doing is wrong when you're not asking. You know, like we kind of have to step back, I think, a little bit and allow people to um, live the life they want. And when they're ready, they will come and ask. And that's the time when the information you give will be effective. Because if you try to blast down some of these walls and force information, especially food, forget it. They're never going to talk to you again. So let's just um, little by little baby steps. And I think every single day we have that option. You know, there's that saying, um, you only live once. I hate it. I say you only die once. You live every day you wake up. So uh, I had a great time, right? I love it. I appreciate you being on. And as you're listening, do me a favor. Go see Dr. Joseph Arena, D-R, is it dot then? J-O-S-E-F-H, E-E-P-F. H you, forget the F. Jesus. You could yeah, a, spell it's, your own it's name. Doctor, it's Dr. Dr. Joseph Arena. <laughs> A-R-E-N-A. That's a tough one, man. I know. Hey, what well, I'm I'm a visual guy. I gotta write stuff down. <laughs> Whatever. So so go check out Dr. Arena on, on Instagram and on Facebook. Show him some love. He has one of the most insightful, impactful educational pages I've ever seen on Instagram with free information. I encourage you, I implore you, spend a couple bucks, reach out to him. Have an impactful 20 or 30 minutes. I know right now you have some things in your life that you want to change, to optimize, to feel better. I literally, my experience with Doc was I found him on Instagram. I watched him for a day or two. I said, hey, I'd like to have a conversation about having you on the podcast. Before that, I'm like, screw this. I, he didn't even respond, and I already booked a time, figure out how to set it up. And it was just, it just about healing me from the inside out, right? I was having some inflammation in my stomach, and like, as, not inflammation in the, in the physical presence of looking bloated, but the fact of I just... Call what it is. I had diarrhea. It was consistent. And all of a sudden, we, we hop on a call. I share my symptoms, what I'm eating, what I know, and it's poof. Try these four things. And magically, not magically at all, but I'll call it mag- magically for today's world, I don't have – I'm very regular. I have a very regular GI system after two and a half weeks. So it's impactful. That's very important. It's impactful. It's insightful. I feel better. My cognitive function's higher. Your brain functions from your gut. We'll get into that next time. I won't, I won't totally. keep talking. Appreciate you as always. Thank you so much for being on the show, Doc. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it, man. I'll see you guys soon.